morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. Fourteen twenty in the morning for this January the 29th, 2023. Today's show is brought to you by Barn Burner Hockey and barnburnerhockey.ca. Go to barnburnerhockey.ca and use promo code 1420BARN and get uh, 10% off their, on their all-natural hockey products and apparel at barnburnerhockey.ca. Great stuff out there from the boys from Halifax. Make sure you guys check it out today. Uh, get some stuff for your uh, to make your equipment and yourself smelling a little bit nicer after a, a hard game. Suffer all levels of hockey and, and all ages and everything else for at barnburnerhockey.ca. Uh, got some great news from the Belly Up Network. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later in the show when we get to the end of it. But want to get into this uh, e-bug situation that the Edmonton Oilers found themselves in last night. Uh, Stuart Skinner came down with a, uh, like they said, a non-COVID situation. So I don't know why they had to bring that up, but they did. I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means. So I don't know, but I just don't know why they have to start the controversy. I guess if you don't say it, then people just start speculating. And, and then the... Uh, the freedom fighters come out in the whole bit. But anyways, the Oilers, like I said, got an e-bug situation last night. An e-bug used to be called a, a, a computer virus, but an e-bug, for those of you who don't know, is the emergency backup goaltender. Uh, they end up calling up Matt Berlin from the U of A Golden Bears last night, a third-string guy for the for the Bears last night. The Bears had uh, their own game uh, against the U- University of Regina Cougars last night, so their, their other two guys were unavailable. Anyways, Berlin got into the game last night, uh, late in the third period period with two minutes and 26 seconds left uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks. The Oilers were up 7-3. Game was over uh, real quick. That uh, that Chicago team, how they can go into, uh, into Calgary and win that hockey game the other night 5-1 and then they pull up a stinker last night in uh, in Edmonton, well, they're, they're not very good. We talked about with Adam Kowalski on um, on Friday. If you haven't listened to that show, guys, make sure you guys go to that. It was a fun little conversation with Adam. I never never met him before. It was nice. It was a nice talk, and uh, was uh, no, it was good talk about baseball and his time in Swift Current. But anyways, we'll get back to the Berlin story, the e-bug situation. You remember it happened in 2020. The uh, Carolina Hurricanes were forced in that situation in a game in Toronto. Uh, David Ayers, I think, was his name. A Y Ayers was his name. Uh, he got in late or in the second period, I think it was, in a game against Toronto. Uh, gave up the first two shots. It wasn't good. It was like an old boy. This this could turn out sideways for for Ayers, and it, uh, it it didn't. The Carolina Hurricanes shut it all down, and it ended up being a victory for him, and the rest of history ended up on all kinds of talk shows and the like, and he um, made a name for himself in his 15 minutes of fame. But anyways, uh, last night, Berlin, he got in at, at the urging of the Edmonton Oilers and their staff to, uh, or the Oilers players, actually McDavid, I guess, turned to head coach uh, Jay Woodcroft and said, "Hey, let's put this kid in, see what he can do." So Woodcroft went and said, "Hey, you're you're going in. Uh, get stretched out. You're going to go in." Then they passed it by um, Campbell as well. They got done deal. So he went in. He only had to make the one save in the uh, two two minutes and twenty whatever seconds that he got to play. So it was a situation that turned out well for the Oilers and uh, like I said, and, and for David Ayers a few years back, but. Uh, there's got to be a better way that the NHL can do this. There's it just uh, it's it's a, such a slippery slope, and there's such a fine line between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. Not so much for the Oilers last night. The Oilers are uh, since I gave them the, the stern finger wagging a few weeks back. Uh, they're ten three and two. I think it is. They're playing really well. They have a chance to win their division. They're, they they uh, they got the uh, fourteen twenty seal of approval one one morning, and I kind of gave it to them a little bit. But uh, though they've been play, playing really well, but this game could. It could have meant a lot uh, if the Chicago Blackhawks had a uh, 
uh, a fighter's chance to get in the playoffs. Let's say that they, they had to play this kid for, for a longer period of time or could mean, mean a lot for other teams trying to make the playoffs where Chicago can't, uh, like if, if Chicago had to, um, to, to use the e-bug situation, use, use, use this guy to go in and, and the like, it just, it doesn't make a bunch of sense how the NHL does this. It could mean a lot for other teams that are, that are in a playoff hunt. It could mean a, a loss that, that could come to, to haunt your, your team later on. Uh, you shouldn't come down to a goaltender, but like I always say, you show me a good goalie, I'll show you a good coach. And to have a guy who's not a, of national hockey league level, getting into a national hockey league game that matters, uh, that don't make a whole bunch of sense. So the NHL has to do something to get out of the situation because the, uh, you you have a you have guys in, in the press box who can come out and, and jump in healthy scratches guys who are minor league call ups and everything else and I understand that you don't have a minor league a goalie sitting around but maybe this is something that the National Hockey League has to take a long hard look at and having a, maybe a guy on the roster or a guy that they can. Uh, have have around like the a guy that should be playing maybe the, the 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 second stringer in the American League or something like that or or have a, a rotation of your your first stringer from the American League team or your second stringer from your American League team be going going on a rotational basis to say hey we need you up here no matter what you're going to practice practice with the big team you'll get to play once you won't get to play much and won't maybe they don't have to put it against the salary cap because that's got to be the reason why they don't have a goalie sitting around not playing uh, goalies need to play I understand that. And and they need to get not just practice time, but they need to get playing time to get better. Practice is one thing, but playing at the National Hockey League level on the ice in the games is very important. So the, the uh, NHL has to find a better way for this to come about. I mean, it hasn't come back to haunt them yet, but just the, the one time that it does, and it, it's uh, it's your team that it affects, you're going to be a little bit pissed off when a when a Matt Berlin or, or a D- David uh, David Ayers gets in there for a, a game at the end of the season that might end up making uh, costing your team a playoff spot. Yeah, you uh, you shouldn't, you should try to stay away from making the playoffs on the last day of the season, but there's times where you can't do anything about it. And that's just the way things roll, and you want to give yourself the best chance to win a hockey game or, or, or any sport. I mean, you, you wouldn't grab the, uh, the trainer of the, the Wichita whatever and have him pitching in a, in a game um, in, the, at, in the major league level, right? So there's got to be a way the National Hockey League can, can do this and find find a guy to, to travel with the team on a consistent basis. Maybe, have like I said, not have it hit the salary cap because these teams are, they're all all under the cap or right at the cap level. Like they're, they, they need the, the money. So only use that money when the guy's being paid or if he's not on the roster or something, find a way to do it. There's guys way smarter than me who could figure that out lawyers and accountants and all that kind of stuff but there's got to be a better way than having a guy who is sitting at home studying uh whatever course he's taking at u of a and get getting told hey you might be playing tonight you go get your stuff and and head down to the rink i mean it's a it's a great it's a great story for berlin and his hockey db page will will never change he'll have a a, a thousand save percentage and a uh, goals against average of zero on his hockey d page for the edmonton oilers for the rest of his life but uh, and that's a, it's a great story for him, but it's not a great story for a team that might that might have needed that win. And the other thing that kind of uh, bothers me a little bit, yeah, there's only two minutes left last night, but uh, let's see if the game was closer. Would they have put Campbell in? Probably not. And it's kind of a kick in the pills for actual National Hockey Leaguers that like the Chicago Blackhawks, no matter how bad a team that they do have right now, it is a bit of a kick in the pills for guys looking down down the other end of the ice and saying they're they're. They're kind of making fun of us a little bit here. They're putting in some guy who was studying biology a couple hours ago. They're putting him in against us. I'm a National Hockey League like Patrick Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves and the like. They got like they have actual National Hockey League players. Those two Hall of Fame guys right there. And it's got to be a kind of a, a kick in the pills. Yeah, like I said, to to put a guy in like that. It just uh, 
I think it's a really bad look in the National Hockey League. And like I said, there's got to be a better way they could figure this out. And to, so they're not in a situation where it could affect a playoff race. It could affect another team's playoff race. It's kind of the bigger thing because uh, a, a win or a loss because a, a guy uh, couldn't go and, and you have to uh, find a, a guy who's, like like I said, he's the third string for the U of A Golden Bears. He's got good, decent numbers, 890 state percentage and a 2928 two uh, uh, goals against average. Uh, I think those numbers, it, does, it doesn't much matter, but they, they got to find a, a different way to do it. And I think having a guy, having a rotation of American League guys, because American League teams, yes, they want to win. I get that. But uh, you have a rotation of guys, and because if those teams don't win down the American League, it doesn't much matter. So the de- de- developmental league for the for the, the teams, uh, for, for the National Hockey League guys, to have guys ready to go. And having a goaltender there, I think, is the, the, one, of the, one of the ways they can do it. And having a guy ready to go all the time, uh, just in case situations, because uh, it, it's it would be really, really bad look and if it was your team that was faced with a guy or if your your team if your team wasn't even playing it's your team that's faced with a guy uh not putting out the best lineup you'd be a little bit pissed off on a on a night on a end of the season basis or you look back on a game that that maybe that team should have won and we'd be in the playoffs i mean one game shouldn't make or break your season but you, you can't win the stanley cup in uh in january but you can sure lose it right that's the old baseball thing that i use that you can't win the the world series in in may but you can sure lose it or april you you, you, you want to put out the best lineup you can night in night out anyways there's my rant for the day for 14 20 in the morning uh oh manscape word of the day let's call it ebug uh, get your uh, manscaped uh Get your picture in of, of your beard, the whole bit. Uh, you don't know the story uh, for for the for the beard hedger two thousand. I call it. Get your pictures in to us. Uh, we got one left to, to give away. So that's, that's from our friends at Manscaped. Uh, by the way, okay, a belly up situation. We're number three on the list of, of all the podcasts in the seventy podcasts that, that are that are on the Belly Up Network. We're number three. We fell a little short of our goal uh, so far for the month of January. But if you so if you guys could uh, just listen to our show all day long after listening to this, if that would be greatly appreciated, and listen to some older shows there. There's a bunch of great content that we put out last week. Uh, interview I did with Tyler Malacca on the Hey Blue podcast. Adam Kowalski on the the, the uh, Foul Tips podcast we did on on uh, on Friday. It was got out yesterday. So make sure you guys listen to those shows. Anyways, happy birthday to Dominic Hassett, who I think is the most unorthodox goaltender to ever play the game, but also the greatest goaltender to ever play the game. He turns 58 years old today. Hall of Fame goaltender. You know all about Hassett. If you don't go uh, look up his hockey DB, it's something else. That guy, he... Uh, Kind of struggled to get in the league, and but then once he got his, his foothold when he left Chicago because he was behind Belfort for a while there, ended up in Buffalo, and then the history was made. Uh, Buffalo, and then he ended up winning two Stanley Cups with the Detroit Red Wings at the tail end of his career. Uh, six-time Vezina winner, uh, and probably the, his greatest moment, I would think, in, in his hockey career, probably would, would have been the uh, the the 98 Olympics when they won the gold medal and they beat uh, the Gretzky sitting on the bench for the penalty shot. Uh, the, yeah. Ray Bork shot. I still can't believe that decision by Mark Crawford on that one. Uh, but anyways, uh, so that's uh, Dominic Hasek, 98 Olympics. And that's a long time ago. Those, those, uh, those Olympics, there's 25 years, the first year, first time the NHL went to the, uh, to the, uh, to the Olympics. So it was something to, something to behold on that one. Yeah, Hasek was great. So happy birthday, Dominic Hasek. And on this day in 1985, uh, Yari Curry of the Edmonton Oilers scored his 100th point in just his 39th game uh, playing with Wayne Gretzky. Tough goal. Gretzky made Cur- Gretzky obviously made Curry, but having Curry didn't 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 hurt Gretzky either. Like they were they were a great combo back in the day. They were a, something. They were a fantastic thing to behold on, on a nightly basis. Anyways, I got a quick clip of the uh, 
the uh, interview I did with Adam Kowalski on uh, Friday about the Chicago Blackhawks. He's a Chicago Blackhawks guy. He listens to that or watches. He used to go to the games at the United Center. We can get him for five bucks, he was saying. So I got that on, on here. Uh, anyways, if you go into a game today or tomorrow or next week, make sure you go to SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks. Uh, but most of all today, make sure you guys go to BarnBurnerSports.com or barnburnerhockey.ca use promo code 1420 barn and save yourself 10% on all their all natural hockey products and apparel there we go 1420 in the morning I'm a little bit over again I'm trying to hit that 1148 spot and everything else to make it 1420 but I'm giving her a shot thanks for listening to our show thanks for all the downloads this month let's keep it going into January and see where this crazy crazy dream of mine can go I know it's a crazy dream but it's my dream anyways it doesn't matter where you are It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks, and enjoy the football games. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow morning. The Chicago Blackhawks liquidate the assets and uh, and start over and quit winning hockey games. Man, the really hard hitting one. (laughs) Um, At least make at least make it look convincing. Right now, we're in a good spot. Um, You know, bottom four. A word last, I think. So keep it up. Uh, And you know, it's it's like one of those things where. You haven't seen a team this objectively bad since right after the lockout. So it was, it was right when uh, the Hawks got Kane and Taze. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you know, we, I don't know how the heck we managed to get them. But <laughs> yeah, worked out know, well. It really did. But it's like, you, you look at, you look at there was a time in Chicago where it was just like very embarrassing hockey. You got a cheap owner who won't even televise home games. And no one was going. And the United Center seats 20,000, 20,000 plus, right? So, and no exactly. one's going. And tickets were five bucks. That's how really? cheap things were. I didn't know <laughs> they that. Were, they were five bucks. I, I went there I went there in the days of like Jocelyn Tebel, um, Eric Daze, uh, <laughs> There's a Lexi Jamnov. Exactly. Yeah. Lexi Jamnov, like that, that was probably like Andrew Coyne. Yeah. Like, and it was just like, you look back and that, like, you know, as a little kid, going to a hockey game was just fun. Going to a baseball game, fun. I didn't care who was playing. Um, but, like, looking back, I was like, thankfully it's not that level of bad where you've got, like, maybe 10,000 showing up on a good day. Yeah. But, it, you know, when you see about a 25% drop from the previous season in attendance – uh, red flags everywhere. <laughs> yeah. No, that uh, the Hawks, I, I think best case scenario for them, if, if they can uh, tank the season, trade for some assets, maybe get give Kane a chance to go and win a Stanley Cup and then bring him back. I think that would be a best. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network.